0: You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie
1: Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. And today I have Alessio... to Did I say that right?
0: To hanlang it.
1: Tahan Langit, okay. Um, So today I have Elisio Tahan Langit on with me and I'm very excited to talk to you because you're doing something that's different than what other nurses are doing and it's it's really, really important. So why don't you start by giving us some background about who you are as a nurse, what you do as a nurse, and then how it, it led up to your business that you're working on right now.
0: So I have been a nurse for um, 26 years now. It started in 1993. I met my wife, who's also a nurse in uh, Los Angeles. We were trained in Level 1 Trauma Center with our um, trauma nursing at uh, LA County USC, where they still had uh, what's known as C-booth or their critical booth. Now they they remodeled and built a brand-new facility, but we were there when it was... Uh, it was an exciting time. Um, we relocated uh, from Southern California. Or fast forwarding. We relocated south, southern, from Southern California to uh, Pennsylvania because my father-in-law had some heart issues. Um, and we buckled down and in, in 2004. My wife and I were debt-free because of uh, how we handled our finances uh, when we relocated debt-free except for a mortgage. Um, let's say uh, when they're debt-free, um, I would buy a used car for like $17,000 and pay for it in 17 weeks. That's that's a very great uh, feeling to do that. Um, but um, we were still having having to find a way to offset the alternative minimum tax hit that we were getting because we uh, uh, above a certain marginal tax bracket. Um, so relocating from Southern California, we need to know how to um, acclimate to the area. Um, in, in, in the business sense that we're, uh, what we're doing, um, our first um, foray into uh, doing something else aside from nursing was when my wife and I started a climate controlled indoor bounce house place for kids in a 10,000 square foot warehouse with a partner, another couple. Uh, we had 16 teenage employees, uh, massive monthly utility bills, and the economy took a dive in 2008 um, through no fault of our own. It just, the economy tanked. So everybody was tight fisted and they, they wouldn't come in and um, We ended up losing about one hundred fifty thousand dollars plus in 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 that business venture, and you know we're still trying to dig ourselves out from that mess. Um, My wife and I at the time decided to start a business um, instead of getting our masters because we really did not want to go back to school, and that's the reason why um, we did that. Um, And from from there. my wife didn't want to do any more businesses,
1: right? But I knew. I that imagine being stung like that. It's it's hard to like you know <laughs> go back into it. Yeah, she she uh, actually went full time,
0: uh, um, taking care of that business because um, it it was uh, time intensive, and I carried the benefits, and she had to stop working at uh, Thomas Jefferson and her year job just to um, make sure that the um, the the partners were aligned with you know taking care of the business and not, and that it was't more than fifty one percent forty nine percent that they were actually um, you know running the business well so um, part of the reason why we want to um, I wanted to start this business that I'm doing right now is that um, my wife is 11 years older than I am, so I need to know how to prepare for retirement. I was gonna carry the benefits, and um, how does that affect um, her uh, at a later age? Um, Second thing is my mother-in-law is now 81 but needs oversight in her finances and health. And health issues potentially for the next twenty years because longevity occurs in their family. Uh, you know, her mother lived about two weeks from her one hundredth birthday. So just imagine having. You needed to know how to take care of that money um, for the next twenty years. Um, third is um, I needed to find a practical yet smarter way to work in nursing. Uh, to monetize my nursing experience and have no ceiling in how much money I can make. Um, I need to find an industry that I can work part-time while working full-time at the hospital. And basically I need to do something that, you know, that everyone is talking about, which is Medicare. There, there's so many, um, there's such massive market dollars being spent out in Medicare that I can take advantage of. And um, and another thing is that I also need something to do to involve my um, other, my older daughter and my younger daughter. My older daughter has been four years into nursing. She went from med search now to labor and delivery. And then my 20-year-old just started her first clinical.
1: Oh, how exciting. It's, uh, you're all nurses. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So any any, and all discussion had to focus on a subject that I can speak about all the time that... Is, is connected to nursing, therefore Medicare, right? And the other thing is that in, in the emergency department, uh, you see you're on you're a hamster wheel. I was working 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., the, the most, the busiest time of the day before I even put my backpack down. I would literally have, let's say, four um, septic workups. Uh, you know, they would help me out, but really you're running, right. And you do it takes about 45 minutes each to really, and, and you're hustling. Right. Um, and I was up for a challenge, but then after all these years, um, it just gets to you. And then, um, then in 2017, I, uh, I was trying to quantify what the heck is going on in the ER in that 2017 university of, um, Maryland um, study shows that half of the hospital um, activity is started out in the ER, or healthcare is done in the ER. Right, so I said, "There you go. You, um, I need to try to figure out how to solve that for the people because if once they meet me in the emergency department, it's a bit too late." Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just started looking for something that can support my family and do it smartly instead of being physical at the bedside. So uh, five years ago, I switched into case management just to get the practical experience and how to take care of a patient, not just in the the moment that they're, you know, the six hours they're in the emergency department, but beyond the hospital, where I feel that a lot of, Community nursing has to um, help those patients out and have that discussion out there. So that's the reason why uh, I studied case management.
1: Okay, so you were you were working in the ED, and I I can God bless because I don't know I can never work in the ED. It used to stress me out like not knowing who's going to come through the door at any moment and, you know, not being able to have my coffee first thing in the morning would make me crazy. So in the ED, then uh, you wanted to transfer over to case management and that's where you got to learn more about, um, the process of insurance companies and and that kind of stuff, because, you know, from the nursing standpoint, we're really kind of cut off from that completely. Uh, You know, case management handles all of those aspects of insurance and, you know, getting paid and is somebody going to pay for this hospital stay and, and that kind of stuff. So we never really see it and I don't think we appreciate it, but you've really been able to build Uh, an incredible knowledge base uh, around this. So one, why don't you tell us what your business is? Um, And then two, let's start talking about like um, how you uh, have built this uh, idea and how you were working with different insurance companies and patients to really help them before they get to the ED.
0: Yeah. So um, I, I, I started to dabble out in the community. I just volunteered, helping out uh, friends and families. And in the ED, some of my friends, the uh, uh, nurses' aides, and also the housekeepers, which I befriended a lot because you could totally learn a lot from them. They were asking me about um, retirement issues and also... Um, Medicare how to uh, get it and which one's the best plans and so I just started answering their questions Uh, pretty soon they started asking me to to um, write them Um, part of when I went to case management you I I knew nothing about insurance so um, the natural thing for me to do is ask how to get licensed insurance and so I I, uh, bought the book I learned about it and also got my board certification in case management just to show that I have mastery in in that process Um, and I took my board certification passed it and I said I know a lot about insurance I might as well take my insurance license so that's what I did a month later so imagine right it's like getting your CEN, your CCRN and um, and then passing the state test for for insurance. So now, because of my insurance license, I'm able to write them and help them out and actually walk them through the whole process. And uh, because I did help them out, then I got paid. And so then I wanted to look further how to uh, make this as a business. So, I learned the industry, I followed people, I found the trends, Uh, learned about long-term care insurance, learned uh, learned about life insurance and all the ins and outs of it, all the marketing tips, tricks and pitfalls. And so three years later, I'm gaining momentum, I'm gaining um, um, clientele, and I am learning about the residual income that uh, Medicare provides for you because uh, I've been getting paid for three years. That's all I need to know is about that residual income is is I did the work back then, three years ago, and I'm still getting paid monthly for it. And so how do you, so how
1: do you to, get paid?
0: How do I get paid? So when you help somebody um, write a Medicare supplement policy or Medicare Advantage policy, um, the insurance company gives you, you know, for lack of a better word, a, a finder's fee, and if you service them, you uh, they continue to pay you. Uh, for example, um, for California, New Jersey, the initial Medicare Advantage commission—it's on the CMS website. It's, it's not a a, a secret. Um, you get paid. $636 per member per year right for the initial Wait, I that that you because
1: work up on me what did you say
0: uh, for California New Jersey you get paid about six hundred thirty six dollars per member per year uh, for the initial Medicare Advantage application and then if they renew year after year you get paid three hundred eighteen dollars uh for Pennsylvania, um, this for 2020, um, you get paid $574 per member per year. And the subsequent years, you'll get paid $287 per member per year.
1: Okay. okay. So, so then, how, how is it that you um, are able to write these policies That from your um, – when you got – Certified in insurance. uh, You've learned how to do this or is this something that just any I'm I'm a little confused there. How does that work?
0: Yeah, so let me go. Let me go to uh, the process uh, That I did Uh, um, uh, Again uh, I'm not trying to recruit anybody. I'm just sharing with you that You know what I did and how you can change um, your personal economy so again it's the same process of uh, studying wise is getting your cn ccrn or ccn certifications <clears throat> you, you pay about three hundred dollars to get the study materials on how to become an insurance agent you you study your butt off you take the mandatory 24-hour pre-licensing exam um, for me it's pennsylvania and you take it, then you take the state test in the same test, uh, same testing center you would as if you were getting your certification. Um, you, you pass that test, and then you get appointed to different carriers like, say, Fitness, and, uh, Mutual of Omaha, United Healthcare, uh, Independence Blue Cross, UPMC, that kind of stuff. So you have to apply to be able to write that their specific products. Um, Usually you would um, work with a field marketing organization, which I have chosen based on their um, their statistics, and they teach them how to write those policies. Um, Again, when you write those Medicare Supplement insurance policies, for example, you can get paid up to six years for that. And if you write a Medicare Advantage policy, um, then, Again, year after year, you get paid for that as because you service them well. So you need to have an insurance license in order from to do to write the policies.
1: Okay, so you, right. you write the policies, and then you work with that person to decide what goes into the policy. Is that right? Correct. Okay, and I'm gonna. It, are there certain things that are more expensive than others? Is this kind of like car insurance where you add this, subtract that, that kind of stuff? Uh,
0: for, so the, the two products uh, for Medicare in particular is the Medicare supplement, which is a little bit more upfront um, payments for Medicare. And then Medicare Advantage is sometimes they advertise it as zero premium but on the back end you pay more. So those are the two products. In insurance okay. and, and long-term care, yes, you have, uh, the, more you, the more riders you put on, uh, the more bells and whistles, yes, the more money you, you pay for. Them.
1: Okay, and then you help these people to decide what, based on kind of their situation, what would be the best policy for them to have?
0: Correct.
1: Okay, because you've seen people come through in when working as an emergency room nurse come through with all the wrong like insurance policies, right?
0: Correct. And I used to I used to not care or you know, just like the typical bedside nurse, we go, Oh, I don't deal with that. Somebody else deals with it. But now I have to solve it, right? And initially I was giving it back out. I was referring it to uh, insurance agents out there, and they would come back and sort of go back in the ER and they would have the wrong insurance. And they're now on the hook for like, say, $6,800 per year to pay for healthcare. And we're like, no. that's So I want to take control and actually write it.
1: Okay, so... All right. So from that experience of working in the emergency department, um, you know, you have a bet, you have a pretty good understanding. Cause I'm assuming that there's insurance agents that aren't nurses that are doing this, right. That you're competing with. Correct. Okay. And Correct. so uh, is that your nursing expertise? Is that how you differentiate yourself?
0: Absolutely. Because uh, we, um, we can understand the underwriting guidelines, we can anticipate what the um, patients or the clients are going to need and we, uh, we try to cover those risks that some of those agents may not be uh, familiar with or can anticipate based on our nursing insight and that's what I offer
1: okay so how do you find these patients now like i mean i'm assuming that you can't really recruit from your hospital like hey i'm an insurance guy here's my card right i mean how do you find patients
0: um i i find them out in the community or i pay for leads Um, but mainly the least amount of marketing is actually doing some uh, information sessions and the senior centers i connect with um, Referral partners um, that are, let's say, assisted living liaisons, um, marketing liaisons, um, doctors, primary care physicians, in uh, senior centers. So I make myself visible out there, and then they they are attracted to the fact that, in addition to knowing how to write it, I'm also a nurse and I can read. Lead them for the rest of their life, basically, and guide them for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's huge. Do you have like um, an example where you show them, like, if they have this policy, this is what would happen, and if you know, and kind of walk them through a scenario uh, that you could share as kind of an example?
0: Yes, the main thing that they they ask in the emergency department is if. this observation stay is covered. And if you have original Medicare with a supplement, um, it's a high likelihood that it will be covered because if it's a medical necessity on the Medicare side, which is the part A and part B, uh, observation stays are on part B portion and Medicare pays 80% of that and 20% is paid by the beneficiary. And the Medicare supplement pays that 20%. So it's basically a wash, right? But in terms of the Medicare Advantage, there's so many ver- different variations uh, that we don't know. Some of the Medicare Advantage pays um, observation stays. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they pay the first three days and then the rest there's a daily copay out of pocket expense. Sometimes they pay five or seven days. So you really don't don't know. Um, And so the main thing is when I see a Medicare with a supplement, it is a great relief for them that they chose that properly. Now there's also the three top um, Medicare supplements are the Cadillac plan, which is um, Plan F. Then the second and below that is Plan G and Plan N. Plan F is at Cadillac, and and that is only available until 2020. They're not gonna accept any more new um, beneficiaries into that. You can't buy that um, into Plan F um, starting new beneficiaries starting 2020. Uh, Now it's gonna basically be Plan G which has a, a small amount of upfront payment, and then everything else is taken care of. And then Plan N has a little bit more out of pocket, and then then everything's covered after that. So there's all these different variations in the supplement. Now when, they, when it comes to Medicare Advantage, forget that you have a lot more options, which is too much to tell right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's making my mind go, <laughs> you know, cause you think here and you know, it's just what's there to choose, but it, apparently there's a lot of stuff to choose. Uh, so if somebody doesn't go with Medicare would, I mean, like Medicare uh, advantage or Medicare supplement or whatever is, are they choosing something like AARP or is that kind of all the same thing? That's where I start to get confused.
0: Yeah, it's all the same thing. Again, like when, when I was telling you that I need to get appointed with all those different companies, they all have their own version of the Medicare supplement and Medicare Advantage. So let's say Aetna has their own Medicare supplement as well as Medicare Advantage. Um, ARP is underwritten by United Healthcare, and they have their Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage, long-term care. They have all these different products, right? You just need to know how to to um, pick and choose from that particular carrier, um, even um, yeah, United Healthcare and, and Humana, let's say, uh, they have their also their dual um, special needs plans, which is a combination of Medicare with Medicaid. So it goes on from there. It gets more complicated than that. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just say that uh, I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. to say that I didn't really make this distinction at all. Like, I had no idea. Like, it's just like one of those things, oh, they have Medicare and Aetna, that's nice. You know, <laughs> like I don't understand why, but now, now I get it. I'm, I'm actually really getting it. And now I really appreciate what it is that you do, because I wouldn't have the first clue about how to walk my parents through making decisions on insurance like this. Um, so do you charge do you charge your uh, clients when you have a consultation with them, or is the money that you make all come off of the commission from the underwriting the plan?
0: Uh, I don't charge them for the consultation the, with that conversation. Um, the insurance company pays for servicing as well as uh, discussing with them their options and signing them up and, and actually finding them.
1: So. Okay, so the, what, what is the business that uh, you want to grow uh, from this?
0: Uh, the initial conversation of um, writing the proper Medicare or Medicare Advantage. Um, for those pre-retirees, um, I caution them to um, look into this process about a year before they retire. Um, And because they have a, if they're coming from a group insurance, uh, they have that golden ticket, that one golden ticket to choose the right one if they have any pre-existing conditions or uh, any other issues they're going to find. If you choose the wrong one, then you're going to have a lot of -of out-of-pocket expenses on the back end. Um, You uh, And there's all these... Um, time frames, um, decision times, um, enrollment periods, that can really throw a monkey wrench into your decision. So therefore, you have to um, uh, talk to an agent to make sense of it. You could definitely Google it, but I think you can get a better sense of it.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> there's
0: something, something like that. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, I and need somebody the main, to break it down yeah uh, and then, then again the main thing is that okay I some of the agents they, they would sell you the product but to service you and have a the, the proper information is you have to choose your agent properly right so and that's what I offer is I know what happens in the hospital beyond you just getting an insurance and then, beyond that, if you have the diabetes or do you have um, aLS or dementia or cancer, you kind of know what to look for and what other um, products you need to have in order to mitigate that risk uh, ahead of time
1: um well so <laughs> Uh, um, this is huge I mean this is a this is a big deal what you're doing and it's definitely needed because I think you're probably one of the very few people in the world that understand insurance um, and how it works and how people are actually affected by it so tell us um, what the name of your company is and how people can find you or learn more from you get information from you
0: I call myself the Medicare Nurse Navigator, and they can always call me for a free consultation at 610-209-9696. Again, it's 610-209-9696. It's best to start out with a text and uh, tell me your first name and last name, and if you have just a question. If you're just are curious, call me, text me. I uh, will start the conversation, and again, you, you know, if you uh, need information about Medicare, we'll have a discussion. If you need to have a discussion about your two sets of parents and what they need or if they have a lot of plans, give me a call because uh, I'd rather have a conversation with you before you leave the department.
1: That's awesome. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for telling us all about this, because, I, again, like this is such a big thing and you've got a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs>
0: all right. Thank you. Katie.